Hello everyone. Today we are in Proverbs chapter 16, looking at three verses, um, verse 5 through 7. Here's what it says. Everyone who is arrogant in heart is an abomination to the Lord. Be assured he will not go unpunished. By steadfast love and faithfulness, iniquity is atoned for. And by the fear of the Lord, one turns away from evil. When a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. Okay, let's touch on each of these Proverbs and uh, maybe see how they uh, complement one another. All right, verse 5 says, Everyone who is arrogant in heart is an abomination to the Lord. Be assured he will not go unpunished. All right, well, this verse reminds me of the last four words in chapter 15, just a few verses earlier. It says, humility comes before honor. And as we talked about in that devotion, humility is needed to gain wisdom. And if we're going to have an ear for this kind of reproof from the Lord, which he gives us with great love, perfect love, and if we acknowledge when we're in the wrong, it's going to surely take humility on our part. And Solomon speaks of the arrogant in heart as being an abomination to the Lord here. You may remember that throughout chapter 15, we learned about the connection between the heart and all of our actions. They're all synced together. Our heart always finds a way to betray itself in our body. And that goes for the wicked person in this text whose heart has not been transformed. Solomon says, they will not go unpunished. And let's move to verse 6. By steadfast love and faithfulness, iniquity is atoned for. And by the fear of the Lord, one turns away from evil. Of course, there is only one who has and only one who could have atoned for our sin. It would take a sinless person to do that. They would have to be faithful throughout their whole life. They would also have to be willing to take the wages of our sin in order to atone for us. And that, the wages of sin is death, of course, Romans 6.23. But the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So that's Jesus, God's only Son. And His atonement is applied to all who believe in Him. Verse 6 speaks of steadfast love and faithfulness as a way to atone for our sin. Again, only Jesus has this perfect, unfailing love. Only He is, has been 100% faithful. The world lies, we fail, everyone falls short of the glory of God. And the sinless righteousness of Jesus is given to all who find their delight in Him. Now Solomon speaks of turning away from evil, and this is called repentance, right? In Mark 1.15, Jesus himself said, The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. So the gospel, of course, is uh, Jesus' death and his resurrection and, and what the scripture says about that. The atonement for our sins was provided by Jesus with his death on the cross. And as he defeated the hold that sin had, its penalty, its wages due, its sentence. He gives all who believe this same power that he has over sin's hold and death for victory over sin's power and life 
for us. So as we walk with the Lord, we can now have victory over sin in this life. God is also going to use that power to raise us up and give us new bodies incorruptible one day. So this is the gospel that Jesus commands us to find our delight in and to share with others. Verse 7, that's the last verse today. When a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. So what pleases the Lord? Um, letting God have mercy on us, right? To change our heart in this way. It's, it's God's love and his faithfulness and his goodness. All these things that today's verses speak of that are applied to us. And also they are at work in us. And, and that's how we please the Lord. We are practically being made to grow in faithfulness and steadfast love. And so it's God's work in us. And so he gets the glory. Finally, the last part of verse 7 says, He makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. This verse may seem a little difficult at first, but it's likely something that Solomon witnessed. And he even experienced this in his life. So there is a truth, there is a hidden truth in this. And speaking of Solomon, 1 Kings 4.24 says, And he had peace on all sides around him. On the other hand, things come to my mind like how Jesus had enemies, right? That killed him. And how so many of the disciples were martyrs. And early Christians were tortured and killed by Nero and others. And even today, Christian persecution is harsh and it's widespread. So how might we approach this text? It seems to me and my thoughts go to, to the fact that we have two powerful enemies. Before we came to Christ, death was our enemy, right? I mean, people don't want to think about death, and they dread it, and most people don't want to die. So that's one enemy. But before we came to Christ, we had another great enemy, and actually that was the Lord. Romans 5.10 says, For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of His Son, much more now that we are reconciled shall we be saved by His life. So we were enemies, and as believers, we are no longer God's enemies. And no longer do we need to fear death. I mean, 1 Corinthians 15, 26 says, The last enemy to be destroyed is death. And I really like what the Apostle Paul says in Philippians chapter 1, beginning in verse 21, For me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. In verse 23, I am hard-pressed between the two. My desire is to depart and to be with Christ, for that is far better. But to remain in the flesh is more necessary on your account. Death is no longer our enemy, right? 1 Corinthians 15, 55, beginning there. Oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Father God, thank you for your word today, Lord, and and how you're the one that does work in our heart. And it is your steadfast love, your perfection 
that um, is applied to all who look to you in hope and find their delight in you and see you as beautiful, the answer to their sinful heart. And your promises are faithful. You're faithful, Lord. And you are the one that do a work in our lives. And we begin to take on your characteristics and your attributes as we see more of your glory, Lord. And Lord, as Psalms 116.15 says, Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. Lord, thank you for the victory that we have in Jesus Christ. In his name we pray. Amen.